The Hard Shoulder. With Nissan. Number one for petrol in Ireland. Number one for electric. Nissan. Innovation that excites. This is News Talk. founder and head of the ESRI's Behavioural Research Unit. And every week, or rather every time he is here, uh, he leaves me awestruck. So it is fitting, Pete, that that's what we're here to talk about. Li- you're literally inspiring awe this week, is that it? <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm setting you up here now. This is I a big one. I the bar is that. high. Karen, I, I don't think I can inspire awe, but I certainly would like listeners to think <laughs> about things that have inspired awe within them, because I'm going to talk about what or does. And as is often the case in this slot, the reason for that is a paper's just been published in a journal called Psychological Science that is looking in particular, this particular paper, at the impact that awesome experiences, so by that I don't mean experiences that make us go, oh, awesome. I mean things that actually inspire the emotion of awe in Mm. children, what impact it has on children's behaviour. And I then discovered, having read this paper that kind of sparked my interest, that there was a pre-existing set of studies that had looked at what awe does in adults. And that really got my imagination. But as is often the case with this slot, if you don't mind, I would quite like to ask you a question first. Go for it. So if I would say, you know, could you pick out two or three experiences in your life where you felt an overwhelming sense of awe, what would those experiences be? Um, so I, I suspected you might ask me for examples of things I found awesome and not, as you say, the Whoa, totally awesome sense. Um, yeah, I, I, I always loved, and I'm, I, you might tell me I'm wrong, this isn't awe. Um, I always loved thunderstorms. Mm-hmm. Like uh, uh, To this day, I get a real thrill out of watching a storm. I remember flying back from my honeymoon and people would have assumed that the whole thing had gone disastrously if they could have seen us because I didn't speak to my wife for about an hour because as we were flying over France, you could see maybe several miles in the distance, this amazing storm. And I ju- I couldn't take my eyes off it. It was incredible. So that was one thing. Um, you know, I saw a bioluminescent jellyfish two weeks ago in the sea. Uh, off County Wexford and I actually was awestruck mm-hmm. I I went up got a robbed one of the kids buckets I said I'm sorry I know you're building a sandcastle but this is way more important <laughs> went down fetched it from the sea and I was showing I ended up showing strangers on the beach I was like look at this this is incredible and it was incredible and you know the other thing that I get awestruck by are this is big feats of engineering big ones bridges like the bridge near Dundalk or the Rose Kennedy Fitzgerald Bridge then near New Ross. I love big bridges. So that's great. Um, so there are individual differences about what inspires or in people, but you have kind of name-checked things that typically do. So sort of impressive natural phenomena, thunderstorms, bioluminescent jellyfish. A lot of people find big rivers, big mountains, very awe-inspiring, you know, amazing views, the Grand Canyon. Mm. For me, I will never forget walking over the brow to see Machu Picchu for the first time when I went there. You know, Ugh, those, name drop. You know, those, those can, well, I think a lot of people have been there at this point, but I'm just telling you what did it for me. So, you know, I, that's true. People will also, though, talk about great works of art and music. Mm. Um, you know the amazing gigs that they go to certainly for me again and you'll probably accuse me of name dropping again but the first time I saw Van Gogh's Sunflowers I couldn't get over it because I could never understand what people thought was so amazing about that painting until I actually saw it and then it filled the entire room it was just this amazing experience looking at it I stood staring at it for ages and people will talk about being or having 
or inspired by art and also by sport, you know, seeing amazing kind of athletic feats and so on. But you get both human-inspired or like that, art, sport, music and so on, and you also get the kind of natural phenomena. And what they all have in common when people describe the emotion is that it makes people feel kind of that the world is vast and that they're quite small compared to all the things, whether they're human things, whether it's a giant bridge, an amazing yeah. construction, whether it's this incredibly powerful thunderstorm. People often get awe-inspired by the sea as well, just the power of the sea, especially if it's close to cliffs or rolling into big beaches or big storms or this kind of thing. Or even if it's this amazing, beautiful, glassy calm. All of these things are these kind of extremes of nature or of human endeavor that induce awe in people. Mm. And the question I would then ask you is, what do you think that does to you, if anything? I mean, if you have that experience of awe, do you think it changes you in any way? Or do you think that's transitory? You show everyone the jellyfish, you experience the thunderstorm, but, you know, two days later, it might as well not have happened. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I mean, there's a short term uh, impact is that I'm in a better mood once it's happened, obviously. Mm -hmm. Not that you're necessarily in a bad one beforehand, but just by its very nature that it impresses you it uplifts your spirit but i'm not sure what the legacy of that is like two days later yeah so here is the really interesting thing right people who who have experiences that incite awe within them yeah become less selfish oh wow okay less narcissistic less arrogant experience higher well-being and are more likely to be generous towards their fellow human beings. Okay. And this doesn't only happen over the short term, it happens over the medium term as well. So if you have a series of awe-inspiring experiences over a period of time, if you're generally getting out and about into amazing nature more often, or out and about to amazing seascapes more often, or going to more art galleries and seeing fantastic art, or going to more gigs and seeing great music, it does have an impact on what you're like. It makes you what in the behavioural science jargon we call a more pro-social person. A better person. Essentially, yes. It makes you more generous. It makes you more willing to participate with other people. It makes you have a higher sense of well-being. And it makes you less inclined to unpleasant traits that we would see in other people, like selfishness, arrogance, narcissism, and so on. Basically, having awe-inspiring experiences makes you a better person. I knew I felt like a better person coming away from uh, (laughs) County Wexford uh, two weeks ago. Is there a law of diminishing returns, though? So, I mean, I have a video on my phone of the bioluminescent jellyfish, but if I keep looking at it every day... Am I going to feel Well, certainly uh, something way? is more awe-inspiring the first time. Okay. It, and people who go back to a place they've been to before where they've had a magical experience that's really induced awe. And interestingly, we do think of awe as being somewhere close to magic. And I want to come to childhood in just a moment. Okay. But when people go back, it's frequently the case that the second experience doesn't inspire the same degree of awe as the first. And it may be that some degree of surprise matters. So what that might imply is you want diversity in your awe-inspiring experience. You want okay. to look for new ones. You want to you want to keep looking. But the study that really caught my eye this time, this study that was published in Psychological Science was done on children and it's really difficult uh, to do this kind of work on children because children may not be able to accurately describe the emotions they're feeling so you need to be sure that what you do in the studies is you, you identify experiences that do inspire awe and what they did which I really like is they used emojis to get the children to classify experiences as well oh, they yeah, were awe okay. inspiring so the kind of emoji for awe is the sort of gaped open mouth and the big <laughs> wide eyes you know yes. and they showed the kids who were some of whom were quite young these emojis and said yeah, which of these are you feeling like are you just feeling happy are you feeling frightened 
frightened? Are you feeling sad? You know, and one of them was awe. And they took experiences, which were basically movie clips, and they got them to rate them on the different emojis. And they found some movie clips that inspired awe. And one of them was from the, you know, there's this sort of beautiful movie, Song of the Sea, that many people have seen, where yeah. there's a, a kind of awe-inspiring scene of this city being transformed by a magical figure and so on, right? And they confirmed that, sure enough, when children watch this, they found it inspired awe, the, the open mouth, the, the wide eyes, wow, you know, the, the, this is what it does. And they did exactly the same thing as they do in the studies of adults, and they then checked afterwards what these kids were like when they had the opportunity to be generous to others. Um, and that generosity extended to whether they were willing to donate some of the money they were given for participating in the experiment, whether they were willing to donate that money to some people in need and so on. And sure enough, what they found was anyone who'd been exposed to the awe-inspiring movie clips became, mm. again, more generous and more willing to be, as we call it, pro-social to other people. So uh, from a developmental point of view, then, is there a value in trying more often to inspire awe in kids? So my, is it, what did they say? At age 25, your kind of brain is fully formed. So maybe I'll be kind of a better person for a couple of days and then I'll just revert back to type. But as kids are developing, is this the type of thing we should be doing so that long term they'll actually be better people? Okay, I want to very quickly contest your view that your brain is fully formed at 25. Right, but when, when we, you, can, you can continue to change <laughs> things, the important things too, about your brain beyond 25. Uh, things can go both ways, of course. But, so, yeah. but yeah, when it comes to your developmental point, yeah, absolutely. And I think in many ways, uh, what these studies do is they kind of make sense of the nature of many children's books. Because many children's books are clearly designed to try to inspire awe. If you think of the amount of magic that's within them, okay. if you think of the way that they try to describe the human experience in such colourful terms, children's books are kind of trying to inspire awe. And it looks like they have a developmental purpose that you know, perhaps the people who wrote and illustrated them sort of intuitively understood all along that these fantastic books, even if some of them are kind of irreverent and subversive in many ways, because they inspire awe, they're actually doing children an awful lot of good. And I think that's really interesting when you think about the arguments that are had over children's books and the kind of principles and ethics that are, that are buried within them. Maybe when it comes to inspiring children's behaviour, that doesn't actually matter as much as whether they give those kids a real sense of awe and the sort of power of nature and the power of beauty and the power of magic and all these kind of things that exist within children's books. Don't overinterpret the kids' books as long as they're awe-inspiring If they are inspiring awe in the children, they're doing your children good, which is interesting. Um, but the final thing that I, I really want to get across here is another interesting thing about this is when that awe is inspired by natural phenomena, natural beauty. So if it's the mountains, if it's the sea, if it's your, your jellyfish, yeah. whatever it happens to be, it doesn't only make human beings more pro-social, it makes them more pro-environmental. So the experience of all so that big, you get... my big concrete bridges, maybe less so. Well, depending how sustainably sourced <laughs> the concrete is, I suppose. But, but yeah, the natural, the natural world, yeah. when it inspires all, this research also shows that it makes you more pro-environmental. Fascinating stuff. Uh, Pete, listen, you do, you have inspired awe. Don't sell yourself. <laughs> sell yourself uh, short. Uh, Pete Lone is the founder and the head of the ESRI's Behavioural Research Unit. 